This week's episode of the Art Tactic Podcast is brought to you by ArtCloud. Trusted by thousands of galleries, artists, and collectors worldwide, ArtCloud's all-in-one art management solution and integrated art marketplace is the fastest growing of its kind. Use ArtCloud's marketplace to discover and buy exceptional pieces tailored for your taste, share your favorites with friends and fellow art enthusiasts, and use the app to visualize artwork in your own space. If you're an artist or gallery, plug into ArtCloud's best-in-class art management platform, including easy-to-use client and inventory management, sales assistance, and the opportunity to grow your business by listing your art on ArtCloud's booming marketplace. Are you ready to explore ArtCloud? Registration is free, so sign up now on ArtCloud.com. That's spelled A-R-T-C-L-D.com. Thanks for listening to the Art Tactic Podcast. I'm Adam Green. In this week's episode, we're joined by Annie Shaw, UK correspondent and art market reporter for the art newspaper, to recap last week's London post-war and contemporary auctions. Annie, thanks for speaking with us. Oh, you're welcome. Good to, good to see you, Adam. Unlike past years, Christie's decided not to hold an auction this June, while the other auction houses chose to have sales. How did that impact the makeup of the sales, as well as the sentiment heading into the auctions? Yeah, there, there was definitely an air of uncertainty um, going to the auctions last week after the Christie's decision in terms of sales in London this June, um, which it, it should be noted it has done every year for the past, uh, for more than 15 years, so quite a big change. Um, I spoke to one London dealer who is a regular consigner, and he said he felt apprehensive about consigning because he was uncertain how the week would shape up without Christie's. And he said that if it had been business as usual, somebody may have been able to extract the larger ticket items from consigners. And he also revealed that auction houses had struggled um, sorting material with around two weeks ago before their deadlines. And so a lot uh, of material had to be scrambled from dealers. Um, but on the other hand, others suggested that the gap in the market meant Sotheby's and Phillips and, and even potentially Bonham's might profit um, from the opening left by Christie's by mopping up the surface consignment. Um, and this is a hypothesis that certainly seems to have paid off for, for the houses, which all had tight and solid sales. In beginning with Sotheby's, how did the sale do and what were some of the major takeaways from that auction? Sure, yeah. Um, Sotheby's sale was healthy, um, but it did lack fireworks. The house took 52.6 million, which is 62.4 million with fees against an estimate of 44.3 to 60.6. Um, all but two of the 41 lots sold, so the healthy sales were rated 95%. And this result was up 20% on last June's sale. Um, but a lack of big ticket works um, really meant that this year's total was a far cry from the, uh, the sort of 130 million mark achieved in 2015 and a couple of years earlier in, in 2012. Um, unusually for the London auctions, American artists dominated the sale room at Sotheby's. Seven of the top ten were American, um, and they included Andy Warhol, Jean-Michel Basquiat, uh, Liechtenstein, Richard Prince, and Keith Haring, with some of the sort of more established names. Um, guarantees were also featured the sale, uh, which we've become accustomed to in Sotheby's. Uh, 16 lots were guaranteed uh, with a low combined estimate of 25 million, but almost half of the total. Um, records were sparse. Most notably, Cecily Brown achieved her auction best with a, with a 1998 painting, which sold for 1.6 million or 1.9 million in fees, which superseded her record set in, in London earlier this year. And overall, there was a sense of relief after the sale at Sotheby's. Um, Adam Chin, its chief operating officer, made a point of coming backstage and congratulating uh, his staff 
definitely one specialist to remark that if Chin was happy, then they could all breathe a sigh of relief. Interestingly, the story of the week may have been from Phillips and Bonhams. What was each of their strategies for this June season, and to what extent did it pay off? Yeah, definitely. I think that exactly is the real story of the week. Phillips and Bonhams both seem to have benefited from Christie's departure. Um, the sale room at Phillips certainly looked healthier than it has done in previous years, uh, with more big-name dealers turning up, even if they didn't bid. Um, Phillips achieved 20.2 million, 24.4 million of fees against an estimate of 17.9 to 25.4. Um, and again, only two lots failed to find a home here. Um, it was the second highest result for Phillips in London in June ever. Um, well, actually, the highest result was 2008. Um, so it was the second highest result for Phillips in June um, in London. And it was double last year's total, um, which was mustered under very different circumstances just days after Brexit and, and while there was a lot of turbulence on the stock markets. Um, one observation on the night, uh, Phillips was the strength of bidding from Asia, particularly ta- Taiwan, Singapore and Japan. Um, there was one Japanese bidder bidding online, um, it must have been 3 or 4 a.m. local time, and he, he snapped up the two Jonas Wood paintings on the block. Uh, but Ed, Ed Dolman um, was was noted the increase in Japanese bidding, des- describing it as more significant now and not just down to one person. And he, he said that the arrival of new Japanese bidding into the middle market is having a real impact. Um, and Bonham's too, earlier in the day, achieved one of its best ever results in a contemporary sale, taking 5.8 million or 7.1 with fees. Um, and here again, two lots fail to sell. Um, apart from the result, I think the most useful aspect of this auction was Bonham's use of guarantees, which is a strategy that the auction house has up till now rejected. I think seven of the uh, lots were guaranteed, accounting for a huge 77% of the low estimate value of the sale. It's a strategy that, that seems to have paid off for them. Across all the auctions, who are a few of the established as well as younger artists who shine during the week of sales? Um, as I mentioned, that Sotheby's, Warhol and Basquiat were, were among the top lots, um, but they didn't quite live up to expectation on the night. Um, surprisingly, a rather gorgeous self-portrait by, self-portrait by Warhol, dubbed as his first selfie and created from a photo booth image of the pop, art, pop artist, failed to spark a great deal of interest. Um, it was guaranteed with an irrevocable bid, um, it elicited just one bid possibly from the guarantor, um, before selling on the phone for 5.2 million or 6 million with fees. And it had been touted to fetch nearer to 7 million. So that was a slight disappointment. Um, interestingly, collaborations don't usually do so well as works by individual artists, but surprisingly, it was a collaboration between Warhol and Basquiat, uh, a painting called Sweet Pungent from the collection of uh, the fashion designer Tommy Hilfiger that did particularly well on the night. Um, the Russell's-based dealer, Paolo Vedovi, was uh, among five bidders to slug it out. But in the end, the canvas sold over the phone to an anonymous bidder for 3.8 million, 4.4 was premium, um, vaulting over its highest limit of 1.8 million. Um, uh, I wouldn't say so much at the emerging end, Wolfgang Tillman's obviously man of the moment with a recent show at Tate and, and, a, and a show at the Bayer Foundation in Basel at the moment. He was possibly artist of the week. Um, his free swimmer, 84 from 2004, sold at Phillips for a record 500,000, which is 605,000 pounds of fees. Um, the price pipped the 410,000 um, and just over 500,000 with fees achieved the night before at Sotheby's for a very similar work.
And what does the future look like in London in June? Well, it's been a sort of an interesting week um, in terms of the contemporary sales with, with Christie's departure. And both Phillips and Sotheby's were keen to emphasise the importance of the June season sales in London. Um, despite the reported supply issues, Alex Branchick um, reiterated that Sotheby's would not be cancelling its June contemporary sales, saying that the building was full of art in March, it was full of uh, art in it was full of art in June, and it will be full of art again in October. Um, Ed Dolman of Sotheby's took a similar line the following night, affirming the importance of the sales, which fall after Venice documentary in Basel, but slap bang in the middle of the summer season in London. Um, but how Christie's intends to proceed remains to be seen. This uh, was an interesting snippet that Yussi Pilkenham let slip off the Imps and Mod sales a week before, um, and he hinted that its 20th century sales can include more contemporary material and vice versa. So it seems that the boundaries there between the different categories are being um, eroded somewhat and, and that the door has not been completely shut on contemporary art at Christie's in June. Annie, thanks so much for coming on the podcast and recapping last week's London Post-War Contemporary Auctions. Our listeners can check out all of your articles in the art newspaper. And if they don't follow you already on Twitter, they should, as you're often tweeting about the art market. If they don't follow you, what's your Twitter handle? Yeah, it's Annie LaShaw. Annie, thanks so much again. We really appreciate it. Thanks, Adam. Thanks again to ArtCloud for sponsoring this week's episode of the Art Tactic Podcast. ArtCloud is trusted by thousands of galleries, artists, and collectors worldwide. ArtCloud's all-in-one art management solution, an integrated art marketplace, is the fastest growing of its kind. Use ArtCloud's marketplace to discover and buy exceptional pieces tailored for your taste. Share your favorites with friends and fellow art enthusiasts, and use the app to visualize artwork in your own space. If you're an artist or gallery, plug into ArtCloud's best-in-class art management platform, including easy-to-use client inventory management, sales assistance, and the opportunity to grow your business by listing your art on ArtCloud's booming marketplace. Are you ready to explore ArtCloud? Registration is free, so sign up now on ArtCloud.com. That's spelled A-R-T-C-L-D dot com.